here's a weird story about hustle. So in this pandemic times, like I really wanted a Tesla. And so I couldn't decide which one. So I pre-ordered all of them. <laughs> And it was only like $100 each pre-order, right? And little did I know, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's refundable. Uh, whichever one I choose, I will just refund the others. But used Teslas at the time were selling for more than brand new. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay. So then I just kept taking delivery of these Teslas and kept selling them. And then I used that money to go buy the next property. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hey friend, so I wanna get real with you for just a quick second here, okay? So my wife and I decided it was time to take a risk and for me to leave my day job as head of growth at a marketing agency and go all in on Spontaneous and the Behind the Stays podcast. This is both incredibly exciting and also terrifying. Um, it's exciting because it means I'll have way more time to make the show better and to spin up new products and services designed to help you grow your hospitality brands and short-term rental businesses. And it's terrifying because I'm saying goodbye to a nice paycheck and health benefits and 401k match and yada yada. Oh, and did I mention that we just had a kid and who's just two months old? Yeah, it's been a it's been an exciting time. Okay, so here's here's the ask, all right? In order to grow the show and increase the value of the content we create, we need the support of our advertising partners. Now, trust me, I know how tempting it is to just skip through podcast ads. I feel you and I'm a culprit too, okay? But it would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to write an email to the guestie team or DM them on social media and just thank them for being a behind the stage sponsor. Perhaps you have a PMS system already or perhaps your short-term rental business is just getting started and you don't need one of the dozens of incredible features and offers that their software provides. And that's all a-okay. But if you just take a quick second to thank them for being a sponsor on the show, what you're really doing is you're really saying, hey, I like the show. Thank you for helping it continue. And thank you for making Zach uh, be able to spend more time making the show even better for us. So this will also just help uh, prove to my wife that this quote unquote podcasting thing can be more than just a hobby. So if you don't mind pausing the episode that you're listening to right now and scrolling down to the show notes to find Guesty's social handles and their marketing team's email address and shooting them just a quick message, thanking them for advertising on the Behind the Stays podcast, I would be so grateful. All right, folks, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Now on to the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Chase Charifa, the creator of the Lightfoot Cabin, a cozy, unique escape nestled in the foothills of Big Bear Mountain in Southern California. A few years ago, Chase and his wife April started a production studio as a side hustle. The couple regretted not having a videographer at their wedding, and this inspired them to start their own studio to shoot weddings and events. In doing some research for how to bring their studio to life, they stumbled upon Levi Kelly's Airbnb tours. Levi Kelly is one of the original Airbnb influencers and has amassed over 80 million views on his YouTube channel. Chase and April were so inspired by his videos that they decided to create their own unique stay. 
Tune in to hear the exciting story of how Chase and April transformed a run-of-the-mill cabin into a dwell and Condé Nast featured multi-century unique stay, bought and sold Teslas to help grow their short-term rental portfolio, acquired more traditional rentals to help them fund their unique ones, and created a secret experience that guests love that's not noted on their Airbnb listing. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Chase. All right, Chase, we are, we're live, dude. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm really excited. I'm really excited, man. I, I think this is the fastest that I've ever like booked a booked and recorded a podcast. Like you and I talked, I think a couple, literally like 48 hours ago, you booked via my calendar invite over Instagram like last night and here we are recording and it's just, it's it's great. It's it, incredible turnaround, incredible turnaround time. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna see if I could schedule it later down the week. But my wife said, you're just going to get busy and you're going to forget about it and you're going to keep rescheduling. <laughs> just get it done. And I'm like, okay, we should, I think we have free time this week and let's just make it work. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, um, hey, this is uh, how I like to work too. It's like in, in the margins of time. So I'm really excited to talk to you because actually uh, Levi Kelly, I had him on the show a couple days ago, um, or I should say a couple weeks ago, and he mm -hmm. uh, recommended, he was literally like telling me the story about having stayed at your place. I don't know how recently he stayed at your place, but he was mm -hmm. like, it was like fresh on his mind for whatever reason. And he was like, you, you got to talk to the people uh, behind uh, Lightfoot Cabin. And anyways, yeah. so I DM'd you on Instagram and and, and again, here we are. I, and I want to, I want you to just like take us to the back to like the beginning, like the start of things. Like where where does the story for Lightfoot Cabin begin? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. This is my first podcast. So I'm really excited. And uh, yeah, we feel really grateful that Levi came. So I guess Lightfoot Cabin actually started a little bit with Levi Ke uh, Kelly, actually. Um, you know, my wife and I, it, it started when we were getting married okay <laughs> surprisingly and we decided not to have videography for our wedding huh and then it was like the biggest regret of our lives and then from that we spawned and created a wedding videography company okay and then we would just sit up late at nights like oh i wish we had our wedding and then we would look at levi kelly videos <laughs> and we we're like hey we could totally do that you know we should totally do tours or whatever but we never really did anything or we should just start our own huh and um you know so we were looking at some of his old stuff like back in you know when he was doing waco and things like that but um then like 2020 came and you know everyone was talking about van life you know <laughs> um and we we're like hey we should totally do that and then some dealer says hey you could totally qualify as a second home loan on this i was like and then the home part hit me really hard. Okay. I was like, why am I buying a liability? <laughs> you know, a car, <laughs> a van is a liability. I was like, this is just going to be a phase and it's going to end up, you know, I'm going to be stuck with this big liability with nothing and it's going to depreciate. So my wife was like, why don't we just do a cabin? Huh. I was like, can we do that? I don't know. And then we just kind of figured it out from there. And then we just left the whole van thing and we just started looking for cabins. And wow. so we found this one so so i'm trying i'm trying to like tie all this together so you guys you you regret not having videography at your wedding which what like yep. then leads you to sort of like 
go on YouTube and and watch mm -hmm. videos from creators, you stumble upon Levi yep. Kelly, you see yep. his cabin tours, and you're like, dang, we should do something like this. You think you're going to go do what Levi's doing, and then in actuality, you decide, hey, no, like, why don't we just like start our own Airbnb? Is, mm -hmm. that, is that more or less accurate? That's accurate. And then for him to come and tour it, I was like, dude, we were watching him. Yeah, dude, that's like, ago. that's like, yeah, it comes full circle. Uh, that's, it that's does, amazing. It does. It's, uh, first of all, we couldn't believe that, that that actually happened. But I mean, this, this cabin was actually, um, you know, pretty like unbelievable how it went. Cause we were touring almost every weekend to Big Bear and all that. Wow. And there was a bunch of homes that we wanted, but, you know, this one, we actually lost it. Someone, someone already picked it up and I guess it fell out and huh. I was like, this is our second chance. Let's go get it. And we was, we were the backup offer and they took it. Wow. And so it was, it was really great. And so that's, that's how Lightfoot Cabin came about. You know, it was, um, a series of, um, opportunities and chances that just happened to fall in our lap and, you know, we were we were given the opportunity and we seized it. Wow. So at, at what point in time do, do you acquire the property? So you start looking, like what's the timeline between when you yeah. get inspired by Levi's videos to end up starting your own Airbnb? You know, how long does it take to find the property? And, yeah. uh, and, then, and then when do you guys acquire it? Well, we got married in 2014, so we didn't really seriously think about buying any property till like the end of 2019 so beginning of 2020 okay so we started touring around january february and then we got into contract march of 2020 and we no sorry so that's 2021 okay yeah 2021, so yeah january 2021 march contract of 2021 and then april of 2021 we closed wow so wow. it took about three to four months to actually acquire it yeah which is, I mean, multiple weekends. Yeah, 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 multiple weekends. Yeah, but it's still like a, rel a relatively short period of time. Some some yes. people are looking for forever. So like that's that's mm -hmm. awesome. So you you find this cabin, um, and again, you said uh, talk to us a little bit about exactly where it is. It's in Running Springs, but I don't know how many people are familiar with Running Springs. So talk to us a little bit about the the area. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Um, the two biggest towns that people probably know about, at least locally, is um, Big Bear. Yep on the east side and lake arrowhead on kind of the west side okay right yeah and running springs is is perfectly situated in the middle um and we kind of loved it because when you go up this kind of mountainous highway called the 330 it's the first city it's the first stop but you actually get up pretty high in elevation when you get to running springs and you kind of get like the mountain feel without having to drive the windy roads huh. heading towards the Big Bear after that. So, you know, a lot of times people don't want to go to Big Bear because they get sick. Well, you get to Running Springs way before you even get sick. So it's only 15, 20 minutes actually on the mountain and you're there. Huh. So most of your drive is on the freeway. Yeah. And then once you're up on the mountain, it's easy to go take a day trip to Big Bear. And it's also great to take a day trip to Lake Arrowhead. So it's really nice. You're not just kind of stuck once you're in big bear you're kind of stuck there you're not going to want to leave yeah yeah because it's difficult to get out and so yeah and that was kind of like a big advantage for us and it's a cute small town and we never thought it would blow up to anything but i think the fact that the proximity to a major city yeah um la really helps us out of course and so um yeah that's where running springs is just a small little quiet town i have a i have a funny story for you so 
every mm -hmm. once in a while uh, for these podcast interviews, I get to come out and like do an interview with somebody in person or they'll say like, hey, you know, we want you to come and stay at our place before the interview. So you get a, like a, a real feel for it and whatnot. And again, those those opportunities are, are few and far between. But every once in a while, it does happen. And I got invited to go to to come out to this cabin. It's called um, the the Apex A-Frame in Big Bear. And I, oh, I um, know that. Oh, you do? Oh, you know that? You know. Okay. Where? Okay. That's Swear. hilarious. I'm going to let you finish your story, but I know that one. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. So anyways, I, um, my wife and I, it was, we had landed in LA. We're from DC. So we had fl flown from, mm -hmm. from DC to LA. We got a rental car. It was like 3 PM and like a storm starts coming. And I guess this was, this was last January. So mm -hmm. uh, it was like winter. Right. Um, and we are like, it's like pitch black and we're driving up this mountain. And I, I have like never felt dude, like this this really could be the end but it was so foggy it was so rainy thank god it, it like wasn't snowing but it was so foggy so rainy and the the roads were so freaking winding that like we could not we just could not see i was like how is this legal like how mm -hmm. are we allowed to be driving right now um and the oh yeah and the, yeah the fog the fog was so intense so intense and i just remember getting to that cabin and just being like wow like thank god we're we're alive because i really thought that this could be that this could be the end anyways so to your point when you were like you know some people don't like to drive up all the way to you know big bear all the way up the mountain all the way that windy road i immediately was like oh my gosh yes we were those people had we found another place a little bit south a little bit for, you know closer down to to the bottom of the mountain i think that that's you know mm -hmm. what we would have preferred um so it's just it's funny that you brought that up yeah so apex cabin uh, we made an offer on that place. No way. That was crazy, man. I okay. mean, if you're talking about the most ridiculous, like not, not the current owner now. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was the person that sold it, the, okay. the seller, the previous owner. I mean, I understand it was at the height of the pandemic and real estate was crazy, but I mean, it was like hundreds, no tens of thousands over asking. Wow. And I was like, it's like a one bedroom. Like, yeah. There's no way it's going to appraise for this. And then, you know, typically in a real estate transaction, there's a lot of things that the seller pays for. Hmm. Yeah. But the seller was asking the buyer to pay for it. And I was like, <laughs> no way. I mean, we made an offer and then they like countered. I was like, you're going to have to do this, this, and that. I was like, no way. Yeah. I mean, I understand they were dictating the terms, but, and we loved it. I mean, I had like this vision of like this A-frame and then next to it was like, you know, the the barrel sauna. So it's yeah. like sh multiple shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's in Sugarloaf, so it's not even really in Big Bear. Yes, you're right, you're right. You, you pass Big Bear a little yep, bit. Yep. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, so that's, it, we didn't want to overpay for that. So then, well, that's you know, hilarious. We overpaid for Running Springs. <laughs> so it's like overpaid, overpaid anyway. Running. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, hey, it's, it's been crazy times in the last couple of years. There are three questions that I get asked all the time by listeners of Behind the Stays. Number one, Zach, are you trying to imitate Guy Raz from NPR's interview style? Number two, Zach, do you really spend a dozen hours each week looking for the best Airbnb deals? And number three, Zach, is Guesty for Hosts really worth checking out? Well, friends, the answer to all three of these questions is, of course, yes. 
While there are many property management softwares on the market, I always encourage our listeners to check out Guesty for Hosts. Guesty's channel manager centralizes reservations across Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com to stay on top of your listings without having to hop back and forth between channels. Guesty's automation tools enable you to connect with guests in a meaningful, creative, and instant fashion. And Guessy's new and improved website builder allows you to create your own branded booking website in just minutes, which allows you to grow your brand and increase your direct bookings. And finally, Guesty is positioned well to grow with you. As your business grows, you can grow with Guesty for Pros by unlocking new features and offerings designed for larger portfolios. So here's the deal. If you're an STR host without a PMS system or a host looking at exploring a new one, I've got a treat for you. The team at Guesty is giving Behind the Stays listeners and spontaneous subscribers $20 off an annual or monthly plan for Guesty for hosts when they use the discount code SPONTANEOUS when signing up for a free 14-day trial. There's no credit card required. There's no setup fee. Uh, there's no commitment. So try it out and cancel anytime if you don't love it. Guesty for hosts. They're the bestie of top-rated STR super hosts. All right, folks, back to the show. I want to talk a little bit more about about you and and who you uh, and your wife are because you guys have like really interesting stories. So, you are an engineer um, by training, mm-hmm. and ne- mm-hmm. but you've you're now a loan officer, and your wife is an optometrist, and she's turned into this awesome like Airbnb host. So, like, how do you guys go from like these, you know, uh, not traditional but like maybe more expected career paths to uh, to sure. doing what you do now? Oh man. Um, okay. I want to be as concise as possible because sometimes this, this is a long story, but, (laughs) um, yeah, so I was in civil engineering and, um, you know, my dad is a structural engineer. So is my brother. So it's kind of, it kind of runs in the family. Okay. And I did naturally love numbers. Um, and for some reason I was in my job and I just felt so stuck. Like it wasn't enough. Like every task I was given, I was finishing it too quickly and I was sitting around doing nothing, twiddling my thumbs. I was like, yes, I could get paid, but is that really what I want to do? Or Hmm. do I want to get paid for the efforts? So I guess maybe I already had the entrepreneurial spirit from the get-go. And so one of my mentors told me, hey, how about you do, you know, being a loan officer, um, you get paid for the amount of work that you do and the amount of hustle you have, and you get to learn about something, even if you don't end up using this as a career, everyone needs a house. So you might as well educate yourself. I'm like, that's true. So I was like, no matter what, at the very least, I'm going to learn how to buy a house. Yeah. And, you know, 10 years later, here I am, I'm still going hard at it and love every minute of it. And, you know, there's been a change over time from like assistant to first time home buyers to, you know, um, more complicated self-employed bars to now I just work with a lot of investors, helping Mm. them buy their short-term rentals, which is so exciting because it kind of aligns with, with where we're at in our lives. But, um, yeah. And all in between there, we started our videography company. So (laughs) I would say it kind of all collided into this beautiful, um, thing that we called Lightfoot Cabin, where our photography, videography numbers and like you know, structures and engineering and all kind of like molded into this beautiful thing that, you know, all our skills have like, um, come together to, to really optimize it. And then, um, as far as my wife, yeah, she went to school for optometry. So she loved, she had glasses when she was young. So she was always really interested in that and she did really great. And I Hmm. feel like, you know, not only was she 
excellent in her field, but she had such amazing customer service and just a heart for hospitality. And, you know, we would go to church events and things like that, where she would create these amazing setups for Easter or, um, you know, these coffee setups, these bakery setups. And yeah. she was like, this Airbnb would just be a full home of that, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. So we kind of, you know, we were like our, our, your, our team up and we just used the the best um, qualities that we had and try to just put it all into this cabin. So all our heart was into it. Yeah, yeah. So you've got like the creative elements, you've got the mm -hmm. the data and, and the numbers, which are really important, right? And mm -hmm. you, it, it's hard to have sometimes. And then of course you guys have have your, your, your heart for hospitality, uh, your own clear sort of like hustle. You clearly have a good understanding of, of marketing and promotion too. So it, it's interesting. Some, I feel like some people that get into the space are good at like one thing, um, and it's it's really important to have like a partner, whether that's like a, a life partner and, and or a business partner that can help right. complement you to make sure that, hey, like, yes, you could design the, you know, you could design this place up the wazoo. But if the numbers don't make sense, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Right. At the end of the day, if uh, if again, you're doing this for an investment. Right. Um, right. And, and some people like have the luxury of spending all this time and money and effort designing these really cool spaces and they don't need they don't need it to pay, to pay off anytime soon. And then other people need to get into the game, they need to get something up and running and they need to, you know, they need to, they need it to start covering the mortgage sooner than later. And so depending on right. kind of like where you're coming from, um, as you, as you start out on, on this journey, you can end up, uh, in, in a wildly different situation, really, really, really good or really, really, really bad, depending on the oh, skills yeah. that you have at your disposal. So cool to, cool to hear you guys have like these like complementary uh, skill sets, which, which enabled this to happen. I, I noticed, yeah. uh, as I was, you know, doing some, uh, research on, on, on you, Chase, you guys have like a, a portfolio of, of, uh, homes that you've started building. And I'm curious, like, was, was the, was Lightfoot cabin first and then these other homes came after, or talk to us a little bit about sort of like the, the chronology here of when you go from mm -hmm your first place to, to now managing a portfolio of, of multiple places? Yeah. Um, honestly, we did not expect any of it. <laughs> we thought it was going to end with Lightfoot cabin and that's it. And it was just supposed to be our family cabin. Yeah. So we didn't, we thought, Hey, maybe we could rent it during the winter time and hoping we could cover a little bit of the mortgage and, and, you know, best case scenario, we'd have a quote unquote free cabin. Yeah. Right? And yeah. So, that's why a lot of our personal things are there. Like I, we personally brought our own records and, and things like that, which little did I know is kind of like our signature now. <laughs> and, and so, um, we put records in most of our places, but, um, yeah, it was really just, we hope that some people would like to stay here, friends and family, and maybe some people on Airbnb, we didn't know, honestly, it wasn't an investment at first, but mm. because of it's done so well, we've reinvested some of the profits back into it and okay. also to other places. So yes, Lightfoot Cabin was the first. And then my wife started telling me about, you know, the Smoky Mountains and how many visitors it had per year. And so we ended up going there um, and we bought a couple there. Um, we actually... <laughs> Here, here's a weird story about hustle. So in this pandemic times, like I really wanted a Tesla. And so I couldn't decide which one. So I pre-ordered all of them. 
And it was only like a hundred dollars each pre-order, right? And little did I know, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's refundable. Uh, whichever one I choose, I will just refund the others. But used Teslas at the time were selling for more than brand new. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay. So then I just kept taking delivery of these Teslas and kept selling them. And then I used that money to go buy the next property. Wow. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, it was we just went all in on it and you so know you would, like sorry, I, sorry. so you would buy these teslas and then you would just immediately resell them yeah well i, I didn't want to but a dealership <laughs> kept offering us money so i was like that's more than what it's asking for but i think it's because of the wait period yeah exactly so they we just sold wait. it okay right and then so we sold that and i was like hey this works i i sold my truck as well and i was like you know, we ended up with only having one car. I was like, my <laughs> my wife was like, uh, you know, you can't sell everything. And then so I was just, let's just go all in. I started selling some camera equipment and we kind of just sold everything to make sure we, you know, purchased these homes. And, wow. um, you know, a lot of people are wondering, like, how did you get so much money? Well, we sold a lot of things off. We withdrew some of our 401k. We we tried whatever we could. We, we felt like this was... It was a moment. Future now, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We, we have to take advantage of it now. You know, there was no penalties for four hundred one k withdrawals or anything. And then, uh, you know, I was worried that at some point, you know, the market would go down. But I was like, I know real estate. You know, it'll keep going up. And yeah, this is what I understand. So I just went with that, and you know, hopefully, it turns out well. I don't know yet. It's still <laughs> yeah, in the it's beginning. Still early. Yeah, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see if the risk pans out. Wow, wow. That is a that is an incredible uh story. And yeah, I think that that just speaks to your entrepreneurial spirit. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. You guys, you 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 build uh, or you you sort of like renovate uh, Lightfoot Cabin. How much? How much? You know, roughly, did you have to pour into the renovations? Was it was it pretty much kind of ready to rock? And you guys just added some. It, it's you know beautifully designed, and so like I'm just curious, like how how much roughly did you guys have to pour into the cabin? Um, and then what have you learned from what did you learn from that experience that you've carried over into your your other homes? Because you've got a couple homes, as you mentioned, in the Smoky Mountains. You, I think you also have one in Louisville. And Louisville. It, yep. Every every like uh, every property, I just kind of like clicked through your listings and looked at your photos, and they're all like very beautifully done, right? So I'm just curious, Thank like you. how did you guys learn? What did you learn from the first property? Roughly, how much did you have to invest in that? And then beyond sort of acquiring these other properties, how like roughly how much do you have to spend to get them up to kind of like the standard that you all want before you start renting them? It's difficult because, 
you know, Lightfoot Cabin is kind of like our showpiece. Yeah. And not that the other properties aren't that. It, it's a, it's a mixture of both like an investment and cash flow. Yeah. So um, yes, we want them to to look as good as they can. But obviously, Lightfoot was our um, our showpiece. So for for Lightfoot Cabin, um, the renovations were and furniture was roughly about ninety thousand. Okay. So, um, it was, it actually had new paint and a new deck, but we completely, it, it was baby blue before a baby blue house with a red deck. Huh. So I was like, no way we're going to do a, a black cabin with a cedar deck. And so that was my one thing. Um, we redid all the floors okay. actually in the upstairs loft. It was only subflooring. There was no carpet. There was no anything. So we had to put in new carpet there and new flooring in the uh, main level we redid the whole bathroom um there was no railing so we added that slatted wall okay yep so um we added that and then just all the new furniture the 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 bookcase is a custom made by uh joel elwood he's like a local um you know carpenter because the first time we had these slatted walls i could send you some pictures of the early they started bending and i was like uh, oh man yeah. this is horrible um and then i was like i gotta get an actual carpenter in here to build it and so he built the slatted walls he fixed those and then he also built us our custom bookcase so wow yeah we wanted to be custom for the space not just like a prefab one yeah yeah you know, so. i love i love what you said about having um I, 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 we haven't talked enough about this on on this particular podcast about sort of mm -hmm. having a, a the show piece right or like the 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 um the property in your portfolio that is like insta worthy right um sure. versus versus sort of your, your other collections and i think that actually this actually could be like a really interesting strategy for more people to consider it can be hard to sort of build up these remarkable brands for every property that you that that's a part of your portfolio and quite frankly sometimes you can't afford to treat every property equal right exactly but what you could do is you could think hey like if this is my you know to use your your term here like this is my showpiece what are the other properties in my collection that are going to help me continue to fuel that showpiece, right? Um, it's, it's sort of like the 80-20 rule too, you know, right? Like kind exactly. of applied here. And I think that that's, um, that's a, a beautiful strategy for folks who think, hey, I don't want to just, you know, uh, be be home hungry, right? And just kind of be portfolio mm -hmm. hungry and just trying to grow for the sake of growth. But at the same right. time, I, I would like to sort of like diversify my my offerings. And I really love the brand I've created for this space. And mm -hmm. the, the thought of replicating that in another context is like very overwhelming. Um, mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you couldn't, again, use that as, um, as your, your flagship piece surround it with a couple of homes that are maybe you know uh, less insta worthy um and then mm -hmm. you actually financially might be significantly you know better off and it might allow you to continue to pour all the blood sweat and tears that you want to continue to pour into into your sort of like flagship uh offering exactly yeah so my wife and i always talk about this and she's like well why would we ever get that it's not part of our brand and, th and that may be true and yeah. i always say but it's a it's a good investment though so we have to balance like branding creativity and look with investing as well because what i always tell her is how can we get more of our brand if we don't have any money yeah you know so what <laughs> yeah. we need what we would need to do is kind of like you know professional sports team or just anything like you're not going to get michael jordan every pick hmm. right yeah so you need to keep growing your franchise you know and and keep selecting the best picks you can and then eventually you either trade or you find it 
in in the draft somehow um you know as you go along you yeah. know and that's how you keep winning championships over and over and then your overall brand is really good right yeah. so yeah so it, a couple of base hits and then you hit the home run yeah you know? yeah oh i love i love that framework that's that's incredibly helpful and, and i think super valuable for for folks tuning in here from from an investment standpoint just because i'm curious and we're talking about this sure how, how like as part of your portfolio your current portfolio um which which home sort of like performs the best like is it is it lightfoot or or is it another property in the portfolio no, it's it's Lightfoot. It is Lightfoot. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's it's nice. Lightfoot. That's nice when the the property that you've invested the most in is also performing the best. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's because that's not always true, right? Sometimes it's like I talk no. to folks and it's like, oh, the the property that I didn't build an Instagram account around is the one that mm -hmm. actually like you know enables the Instagram account to actually happen for the other property. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, Lightfoot performs the best because it the price was pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, and then um, the other properties they do cash flow well, um, but I think we just got in at a good time. Our interest rate was low. It was just at the beginning, and then for um, our Louisville property actually has great potential because it it's an oversized lot, so we could subdivide it in the future. Huh and build another so that has a lot of great value in it as well um and the other properties have different type of value not really monetary but it was like knowledge based yeah so it really taught us how to manage a property in a different time zone yeah I was gonna three say. hours ahead yeah yeah and just really setting up your team and putting your um your automations in place and your systems in place because really um, perfecting your process is your value, hmm. you know? So people think that, you know, it may be our marketing or photography or whatever. I'm like, no, it's our process. That's what allows us to keep growing and keep thriving and maybe still motivated to continue to do all those things. What talk to us a little bit about like a couple of your processes or a couple of the systems that you have in place that have been particularly, uh, uh, game changing for you all. Um, yeah, first, like it's just the automated messaging, hmm, you know, yeah. not having to con constantly like respond to every single inquiry. It's almost like being more proactive. And especially once you book someone, we've dialed down all the touch points to make sure that the guest feels that they are taken care of, but not bothered too much. Hmm, yeah. And we actually stay at our places for about a month for e you know for each of them after we close we stay there for like 30 days okay and we really try to work out the kinks you know on on how something works how it feels to be there what's yeah. the temperature like what's it like um, to cook the and, yeah what's it like to cook you know the drive there obviously we wish we could do it in different seasons but we try at least to stay there multiple days weekends weekdays and, you know, so we try our best to anticipate and we, we, whatever we learn from the previous property, we apply to the next. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's incredible. I, it, it's funny. It, anyone that are manages like remote properties, I'm always like, especially inspired by, and I should say like remote being like a different time zone, not just mm -hmm. like 
couple hours away from where you live mm-hmm. because it is it's it, it comes with a whole like you're not you're not close by you have to have a team you have to have support from people if the internet goes out or if there's a storm and power goes out or what you know what have you or there's a you know god forbid right. some sort of like issue at, at the actual house the day that somebody's right. supposed to check in the toilet breaks or whatever like it just it's it's a lot more difficult when you can't run up there you know yourself or when you don't have your local network that you know to tap into sure. so um it's cool it's really cool to hear that you guys have figured out how to how to assemble that right team. Yeah, I have a quick comment on that. So for anyone who's afraid to manage yourself, any, well, I guess if, unless it's like completely a different time zone, like 24 hours difference, but yeah. within the United States, if you're afraid, I always tell people, if I had an, a short-term rental next door to me yeah, and you know, there's a plumbing issue, I wouldn't know how to fix it. Yeah. And I'm like right next door. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call a plumber. So it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, a hundred miles away or, you know, next door, I'm going to call a plumber. Yeah. So you have to trust the team on the ground. So yeah. really connecting with that realtor, connecting um, with those different handymen, uh, housekeeping, um, plumbers, electricians, things like that. Yeah. That is your gold. So process and your connections is your gold to be able to continue to expand unless you just want one and that's totally fine. Yeah. But if you want to expand, that's what you need. Yeah, no, so, so well said. Last minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. I want to uh, circle back to Lightfoot Cabin because you guys have done like several really cool things with this space um, sure. that has made it uh, especially unique. And when we hopped on the phone 48 hours ago and you were telling me a little bit about your property, one of the things that you said that really struck me was that you guys designed it with like, you designed it to be sort of like a, a multi-sensory experience for people mm-hmm. as they uh, as they walked into and then, and then stayed in, in your home. So talk to us a little bit about like what that means and some of the decisions that you all have made to really sort of like be almost like obsessive over sort of the the guest experience. Yeah, um, I think that's a great word. I mean, we were really obsessive about it. I mean, we like would stay up at night to see how we can improve. So we always try to imagine, we always try to close our eyes, imagine and walk through as you arrive. You know, um, how can we make every single part of the experience better? And so multi-century was the first thing that came to my mind. So first thing you see is there's a visual impact, right? It's a black and cedar cabin amongst, you know, usually green trees or 
white snow. So visually, you're already there. Yeah. And then as you walk up and you open the door, um, we spray um, the the entrance as well as put the same exact scent in the bathrooms and the bedrooms so that you can already be met with like our signature scent. It's not our scent, but it's the scent that we get like that we get all the time. Yeah. So we curated that scent for the space. So that's the the smell aspect. And then, wow. you know, uh, we worked with a designer. She was like a, this was like her first project. So it was like a really great collaborative effort. Her name's Katie. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I got from her was that spend money on things that people touch, hmm. you know? So, um, you know, I really took that to heart. So that's why I wanted to make sure I hired an expert in the area where as you're going into the space, yeah, even down to the handrail, I was like, that's someone that they're going to touch. So we chose specific wood for it. We wanted to be able to feel the grain. It was yeah. a maple, yeah. you know, and the, the slots were the same type of wood. And then as you walk down, again, there's a visual impact. There's this white fireplace. There's cedar walls or white walls or, and then this like faux concrete um, uh, floor because we really wanted to go with the mid-century. I'd love to put concrete, but we couldn't do that. But yeah. then, you know, there's a mint fridge and you smell and there's a touch. And then now there's also a hearing aspect. So when you get to our cabin, there's music playing hmm. already. Now, usually jazz and if, if during the um, winter time, it's probably like holiday related. Yeah. And so now you're getting all of that. So as you come in, you're just, there's layers and layers that keep coming. And that's what we want. We want layers built on top of one another. Yeah. And then you're probably wondering, how do you do the taste? Well, there is fresh cookies waiting for you uh, right on the counter. So we work with a local baker that delivers fresh cookies like hours before you arrive. Usually it's chocolate chip, uh -huh. or if for some reason they say that they're um, gluten-free, we get gluten-free um, cookies. And I feel like that really resonated with me and it has to be <laughs> all those levels and more. Wow. So, and then we, we put that throughout the, the cabin, but that's kind of like a preview of it all. You. I, what I love about this chase is like you say you're you're like pretty like nonchalant when you're like talking all about this as if like mm -hmm. you know this is like you know just just kind of standard and I think like what you just described is is like exactly the way that people that want to create unique experiences should be thinking. Some folks, you know, have like the welcome gift, right? Like the bottle of wine or chocolate chip cookies or what have you. But for you to think so intentionally about like okay, when they step out of the car. What is it that they're going to smell? How do we replicate that smell in other like key areas mm -hmm. in the home? And then how, what are they going to listen to? Oh, the minute they open the door, we want them to hear music and then we want the fireplace going. Like you're immediately right. from the minute they step into the experience of your brand, from the minute they like first touch your brand, they're getting something that is, to your point, hitting all of these senses at once. You're 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 flooding them with like joy, right? Uh, at, right? At the offset and remind and like reaffirming, like, hey, you're now on vacation, or like right. you're out of your context into this new experience. Get excited, um, which is again just so great. And you know what I love about all of that, Chase, is that it doesn't matter. Like for anyone tuning in, it doesn't matter what kind of space that you you have, or like where you're located, or what kind of you know what kind of home you have. It, anyone can anyone can think critically about how to how to sort of design this sensory overload sort of experience for your guests regardless of of home type and, and and where you are um and i think that that's maybe just a super helpful takeaway for folks that are that are listening in. yeah 
and something small too that that can be added um little tip so um in our home we um ask that the guests remove their shoes mm, right yeah. so sometimes that's sometimes a pain point because it's not like it, that doesn't happen in every culture but even down to that my wife was very specific about it if you remove your shoes at the door you need a place for them so she added a bench on the left side that yeah. matches the color of the cabin so yeah. it flows with it so you put your shoes there but then you go in and people are like well i hate walking around in my socks it's yeah. cold we're on the mountains well we leave it's a couple's getaway two um like almost like hotel foam slippers nice right at the door as soon as you open it's right there waiting for you so that um as you walk in you already have slippers you know as yeah. soon as you remove your shoes so it's kind of like that so it does it doesn't matter what the space is i think you just have to put yourself in the guest perspective yeah and slowly walk through and just be thoughtful about you know where everything goes so being thoughtful really can go a long way whether you have a luxury brand or um, a family brand or a couple's getaway it doesn't matter what it is yeah i mean just being thoughtful uh, people really appreciate that and uh, uh in the same sort of like vein here uh chase one you guys have done something like truly exceptional something like i i haven't heard of other people doing and mm -hmm. i know this is sort of like a, a top secret thing that you uh, okay. <laughs> reserve for guests but i but i am going to ask you to talk about it because most okay. of the people listening in are our fellow like str like uh you know community members right so um hopefully some of them come and stay at, at your property but i think a lot of the folks um listening and just can, could learn from you because again one of the questions i get from people all the time is hey like what if i don't have the most unique space ever or like what if i didn't get the opportunity to build a home from the ground up how do i how do i bring uniqueness to my place right and that what i'm going to ask you to share in a second here i think is a, a beautiful testament of like something that you know several other people could do um maybe mm -hmm. maybe sort of like the reveal is different um but several other mm -hmm. people could do regardless of the the type of home that you have so tell us a little bit about this this kind of like secret that exists in your airbnb and and talk to us about how you introduce this secret to your guests sure um yeah i don't mind talking about it at all i mean i'm really excited about it because everyone opposed us in like our whole in every approach that we've had, we've been imposed. So, <laughs> so this, yeah, the, the, you know, just before we go into the secret, yeah, you know, when we first started Lightfoot, you know, we were um, permitted for seven people. A lot of people told us, oh, you should, you know, put bunk beds and things like that. And I was like, no, we're going to have two. I was like, that's dumb. Why would you do that? And, you know, so <laughs> we've always went against the grain because yeah. again, this wasn't an investment. This was for us. And yeah. I wanted an experience for us. And so, Along with that is that my wife and I used to, uh, when we used to date or, you know, when we were dating, yeah. she would give me like little scavenger hunts and treasure hunts. Okay. And I was like, how fun would that be? I have never seen anyone, you know, do that at an Airbnb. And I was like, why don't we pair that with like, you know, kind of like an escape room, you know, not that <laughs> this thing is scary, but some aspect of that, that goes beyond just like a stay, like, yeah. You know, Running Springs is a small town, so yeah. it's not like we have amazing. Well, we have good views, but we don't have like a lakefront or a yeah, beach. Yeah, front. yeah. We're not anything fancy like that. But what can we do, hmm. right? How can we make our stay? Like nobody's gonna type in Running Springs, but 
they may type in light foot cabin now, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe we're the destination. Cause you're thinking, Oh, what are they going to go to running Springs for? Well, maybe you could come and stay at the light foot cabin. That's, yeah. that's maybe w- what it is. And so that's what we wanted to do. So from the guest perspective, this is what happens on the day of your check-in. Um, we don't ever talk about it, but on the day of your check-in four hours before you're going to get a text and it's going to say that, um, we're so excited for you to come um, and experience our cabin. And on that note, we would love to start your experience with a little treasure hunt. Hmm. And so we never mention anything like that on the listing. So it kind of gets you excited, right? And then when you get to the um, cabin, we tell you to go straight to the island. So just like what I told you with the multi-sensory experience, you yeah. feel all that. Yeah. And then you get to the island and you get this scroll or you get this um, envelope and yeah. you open it up and it says that, hey, there is an amazing prize at the end. If you go through this treasure hunt, then you will it will you will reveal it. Yeah. And then es- essentially this treasure hunt takes you on a tour of the home, the different aspects. And it's very easy because we were worried like what if people get lost and they or never they give find up. the secret? Yeah. <laughs> and then the music just keeps playing all night. You're like, oh, that was terrible. It's a one star. There's just music playing the whole time. You know, I was worried about that. So we we actually put a scav- a treasure hunt and we put what's called a fast pass. Okay. So if you don't want to do it, then they could just it'll reveal the fast it right pass. away. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what we call it, the fast pass. And then so they go through this whole thing. Uh, it, it shows the different aspects of the home. And, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool to be like Batman to like pull a bookshelf or a, uh, or a clock? So we added that. So we added a hidden bookshelf door yeah. to the basement. And, you know, one of the clues lead you there. And uh, the basement is a hidden movie room. And we don't advertise it. Again, wow. that's kind of like our thing. We we don't mention anything maybe a small blurb in our Airbnb listing, but there's no pictures of it. And there's no mention of it on our Instagram. It's kind of like the whole fight club thing. Like we will always <laughs> deny it, you know? Uh, um, and people could talk about it. People could put stories, we'll share it. And then it'll disappear. You know, it's kind of like a flash in the pan. Like, what was that? Well, you know, and people keep buzzing about it and um, the reviews. And that's what my idea was. I was like, what if people just kept talking about it in the reviews and people just kept asking, what? Are, what is this? like secret rumor you guys are talking about. I yeah. don't know. You'll yeah. have to find out. You'll have to stay to find out. And so that is our kind of like quote unquote secret. It's a treasure hunt, not scavenger hunt because scavenger hunt is like you solve, you know, like you're, you're riddles like looking, and yeah. Yeah. You're, you're looking for pieces. A treasure hunt is you're actually looking for one treasure. For one only. treasure. Yeah. 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 So that's the treasure. So at the very end, you like push on this bookcase and it just, slides open wow wow like this you know secret space that is that is remarkable um so 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 cool and just like again what i love about the story is it's something people could take this and like do their own version of it in their context um just these small things like again this you know not that not that the effort was small um because i'm sure it was uh i'm sure it was an effort to figure out okay how are we going to make this like secret room um but uh but but at the but at the end of the day i mean talk about sort of like truly creating something unique right and and then again everyone who gets to stay there they they now feel like they're like a part of the club and it's sort Mm -hmm. of like a you know it's it's the honor system of like hey we don't want you to post 
a, you know, a forever post of, of this, you know, secret room on your Instagram. You can story right. it up all you want. And even in the reviews, right. like, please don't, please don't give away what the room actually is. You can talk about yeah. the secret room, but that's it. Like you're, yeah. you're essentially creating this, uh, this fan club, this like insider mm-hmm. group, which is just super, super fun and, and, um, and special. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that's, that, that was our design and that's how people have held it. And, and everyone has loved it so far. Um, obviously we've revealed that, but we still deny it. <laughs> you know, we, uh, you know, Levi asked us like, Oh, can I reveal it? I was like, yeah. I mean, if there was ever a time that we could reveal it, we're it's the with guy. Levi Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, but on our listing, we still don't mention it because we still get organic bookings through Airbnb and we still want them to have that experience. But people who follow our Instagram or our big fans or watch Levi Kelly have, have seen it. Yeah. But, um, at least, you know, um, you know, new organic booking. So we, we actually got a booking in, you know, during our off season in July that, you know, from Levi Kelly goes like, Oh, I saw the video and every single one of his places we, we, we bookmark it. And so you guys are close to us. So yeah, they're coming because of Levi. So wow. we're really <laughs> grateful that he came. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, that's awesome, man. Well, Hey, uh, final question for you, Chase, how do you, how do you think about growth from here? So like, are you, are you and your wife like is the goal like hey let's just keep doing this let's build a whole brand of you know our own sort of like uh uh a collection of properties do you think about sort of like individual brand like do you think you'll do another lightfoot do you think it's hey let's just stick with lightfoot and the rest are the rest of our the homes that are part of our portfolio are really just uh great investment properties like how how do you think about sort of the the future of what you all are trying to build yeah um we're definitely going to try to grow a portfolio as much as we can um, but we definitely want to do another light foot like my, well, this is my overarching dream. Yeah. Tell and us. I hope it can be achieved. I've always wanted to do like secret Airbnbs, like secret homes mm. that, you know, our, our treasure hunt is within our cabin. Yeah. I want to do a treasure hunt within the city. To like so, find the place. To find the place. Uh, yeah. That's mm. my goal. Yeah. Ooh. So. I don't know if that's possible, but it, I would love it to where like, oh, you're booking this place. You see a few pictures and, you know, you know, our brand and we will start you off, let's say at a coffee shop Wow! and you will have to solve a riddle. And then the cashier will give you the next clue. And then you keep going to these clues and you finally end up to this very special secret place that nobody knows about, but you. And so I, I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but we would love to make that happen somehow. And then you know, maybe the Lightfoot brand is about secret treasure hunt cabins yeah. that are spread throughout everywhere. But yeah, um, yeah, that would be really great. Wow, wow, I love it. I love it, Chase. And you know what? Hey, it might be really hard to pull off, but if you could pull it off, I mean, talk about sort of something truly unforgettable, right? Like this, this, as far as I know, hasn't been done. Uh, and if it could be done, um, it would be exceptional. And, and I think you guys yeah. are the right people to do it. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're trying. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know um, how that's going to come about. We're really going to try. And, and that's the whole thing about wh- what I said earlier about investing, right? Like you just keep investing when you can. And if, if it cash flow well, well, and if the numbers make sense, then do it. Because you're almost to, creating like this savings pot on the side so that when yeah. the opportunity comes, you're ready, you know, hmm. you're always prepared for, for that opportunity to come to create this amazing space, but you won't have that if you're constantly, um, 
afraid or just staying on the sidelines. So yeah, I would say, you know, um, do the best you can, um, underwrite as many properties as you can, um, surround yourself with like-minded people. And then eventually with time and with patience, you know, the right property will find you or you'll find the right property and it'll just be ready for that moment and then execute. Yeah. So so well said, Jason. I think like the, another just kind of to tack on to what you just said here, word of encouragement for folks is I think sometimes if, if like, especially today you hear all about like, you know, these unique properties and how unique is, is the future and how travelers don't want to stay in like, you know, traditional boring, like duplexes in like the city, like they, people are looking for unique escapes and experiences. And you know, that might be true. There's also a lot of people that still just travel for convenience and they travel Mm -hmm. and and they want to stay as close as possible to, you know, the, the center, the, you know, the piazza, you know, whatever it is, right? Like Mm -hmm. that. And that's, that's how they're making their accommodation uh, decision. And you could look, even if you're, you desire to, build something as remarkable as Lightfoot and a really cool brand like you guys have done if you're just starting out on this this journey and and you don't have the ability to do that as your as your first play it's totally acceptable is what I hear you saying to like hey start out with a you know a property maybe even a a couple properties that are just going to be average stays like they're they're not going to be these exceptional experiences but then use right the the um the dividends if you will of of these Uh of these properties to help you and give you sort of the resources that you need to create something truly creative and truly exceptional so i love that uh because i don't feel like that's i don't feel like people talk about that enough yeah no, that's great. Yeah. Again, yeah. Um, that's that's how you're going to have to be. You can't hit a home run every time. Just as long as you're trying, as long as you're out there, you know, it'll eventually happen. I love it. Well, sir, uh, thank you so much for your time. This has been a, a huge, huge uh, privilege. For folks that want to connect with you and or learn a little bit more about um, Lightfoot, we'll have um, links to your Airbnb uh, listing and then also your Instagram handle in our show notes. But is there anywhere else you'd cool. like folks to, to reach out if they're uh, if they're interested in chatting more? No, that's it. Follow us on IG at Lightfoot Cabin or, um, you know, we have our own, you know, Instagram handles. But at Lightfoot Cabin's pretty good. Perfect. All right, man, this has been a, a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com, and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.